Welcome to Dr. C's Tidbits Podcast, where Dr. C will provide pearls of wisdom on a variety of topics, from health concerns to finances to relationships and on controversial subjects, including racism, societal ills, women's rights, and many more life-impacting topics. Good day, everyone. This is Dr. C. Thank you for tuning in to Season 1, Episode 6 of my podcast, Dr. C's Tidbits. This episode is titled Double-Edged Sword. Yes, I said it. Double-Edged Sword. That means it's going to be really good. This is where I will discuss Assembly Bill 1314, which is titled Gender Identity Parental Notification. Let's get right into it. Let me just say right at the start that this topic is one that does not present an open and shut case. And like most controversial topics, there are at least two sides. But for this topic, I will present three sides. On the face of the bill, the information is presented as a polarized topic, presenting only two choices for the bill and against. But before I go any further, allow me to explain the basics of the bill. In summary, if the bill had passed, Assembly Bill 1314, introduced by Assembly Members Bill Asaley of Riverside and James Gallagher of Yuba City, would have required school districts to notify parents in writing within three days if a student is identifying at school as a gender that does not align with the child's sex on their birth certificate. Although the bill did die on April 11th, 2023, I will not be surprised if it resurfaces in the not so distant future. Before I extrapolate my findings, let's take a quick listen to a Fox 11 interview of assembly member Asaley to hear firsthand his comments about the bill. Additionally, in the clip, you will hear proponents and opponents of the bill who are speaking at a school district meeting in Chino just prior to his interview. Take a listen. We're now on the controversial gender reporting bill that took center stage at the Chino Valley School District meeting Thursday night. The school district voted four to one to support the bill that would require schools to notify parents within 72 hours if their student expresses a desire to identify as transgender. That includes wanting to use transgender facilities or different pronouns. The polarizing topic brought passionate remarks from both sides. Transgender youth already face overwhelming challenges and discrimination in their lives and outing them to their parents only adds to the burden. We must not allow our schools to become a place of danger and fear for our students. This is a heart issue and parents need to get involved. Our school system, our government sucks. It sucks and it's not a reflection on this board, it's a reflection on California. They need less control, parents need more control. 
The school district's approval of the proposed state assembly bill is simply symbolic at this point because the bill is not yet approved by the state legislature. And noting the Democratic majority, the bill is likely to face an uphill battle. Now, for more on this, we are joined by the assemblyman who introduced this legislation, Bill Saley from the 63rd District in the Inland Empire. Assemblymember, thank you so much for joining us in studio tonight. Thanks for having me. Let's start with why you think that this is important, why this is needed in our state. Yeah, so this bill was triggered because last year there were several cases that were filed where parents were suing school districts because the schools are transitioning their kids without their consent or knowledge. And the whole thing's been reversed. Schools are now determining what information can and can't be shared with parents. And I just felt that's totally wrong. Parents are responsible for their kids, their well-being, their mental health, their physical health. And I don't think it's appropriate for schools to keep parents in the dark, especially when their kids might be um, going through gender dysmorphia, which is um, a very serious issue. Parents need to know. And just to be clear on what exactly this is, you're not saying that the parents necessarily can veto the kid's decision, you're just saying that the parents need to know that this is happening, right? Correct, it's just a parental notification. What we're talking about here, we're not outing anyone. This is a student who's made the decision to, tra to uh, transition at school. So they're changing their name, they're using different facilities, and schools right now are keeping that secret from parents by district policy. Well, you would be outing them to their parents then, right? Right, but there's no, never ever in the history of our jurisprudence have we said that kids have a privacy interest from their parents. They don't. Parents have a right to raise their kids. In fact, they have a constitutional right to guide them and to raise them. And I don't think the schools have a right to keep parents in the dark in any case. Is this K through 12, the bill? Yes, okay. K through 12. Okay, so we heard from, just in that quick little soundbite from the young person there who is against this, basically saying that our schools are a safe haven, homes is not for so people who say that, what do you say? I would say I think it's wrong for the government to presume that parents and families are not a safe haven for the kids. I agree there's probably a limited number of circumstances where the home may be a dangerous place, but we have mandated reporting, we have child welfare services, we have all kinds of systems in place that are designed to protect uh, minors at home. But the default position of the government cannot be that uh, the home's not safe and therefore no parent can know what's going on with their kids. What do you say to those parents or kids, kids out there last mm -hmm. night that spoke out, there wasn't a single kid that spoke in favor of what you're doing, that are scared about this. What do you say to them? I would say your parents love you. I would say that your family has the best interest for you and they want to be involved in your life and help, help guide your decisions. I reject the idea that some stranger at school, some teacher, um, cares more about that kid's overall well-being than their own parents. I just fundamentally reject that. I think nobody cares more, loves more, is going to provide more for their kids than their own parents. What's your path forward? Because as noted yeah. earlier, it's a Democratic majority and it's likely going to face an uphill battle. It is, but um, I need to educate the public. And so the public now is learning that schools do have this policy in place. And I think those policies need to be challenged. So even if this bill doesn't pass, we want the public to know that schools are withholding this information and they should be demanding answers from their school district on why they have these policies. Are you getting any Democratic support on this? Um, from the legislature? Yeah. No. No. So, no. Then, so, then, so then that would be pretty clear that there's, there's not really a path forward to pass this Correct. Democratic supermajority. What about the, the, the broader issues, though, uh, of the transgender mm -hmm related issues when it comes to schools, which is a very nuanced topic, yes. which a lot of people are talking about now, even though the number of students that are actually impacted are pretty low. 
Um, where do you think California should go on that topic more broadly as the whole nation looks at this topic? Yeah, I, my position on this is that it's generally a, a private family matter. So if, if, if a family's made the decision to transgender, then I do think it's appropriate for the schools to support those kids and provide support services at school. And if there are parents that are not um, encouraging or welcoming, I, I, I do believe that kids should still receive support services at school. So counseling or wraparound services. Um, I think adults are free to do whatever they want. But I do think kids are different, and I do think that the parent-child relationship is sacred, and that's that's really what I'm focused on. I want to know more about the, 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 your why, because you mentioned that there are a lot of parents who are suing school districts. So what can you tell us about that on, on that front? Because you, you also said that the schools are transitioning kids without letting parents know, and by that you mean? Socially. Socially. They're giving them new okay. names, new identities. They're keeping separate files at school, one file for to use with the kid at school, and then they'll refer to the student differently in front of their parents or, or with their parents, and the parents don't have access to those files. So that is happening. Those are lawsuits have been filed uh, for doing that without their knowledge and consent. And there was a Department of Education guidelines that, guidance that went out to the school district saying that they should um, enact these policies, and they're declaring that kids have a privacy interest from their parents. Again, this is uncharted water. Yeah. We've never ever said that in our country that kids have a privacy well, interest. From it, their isn't parents. there some of that when it comes to abortion, though? There is by statute, but where, that, where, I, where I, kids could get an abortion at a certain age and not tell their parents. Twelve years and older. Now you have uh, by law, not not constitution, by law they made a law that says that kids have uh, can make medical decisions. And we have a bill in the legislature now. They want to put abortion clinics on high school campuses so kids can get abortions without their parents even knowing. So that, I mean, that is a pretty dramatic example of yes. not having parental <laughs> consent yeah. or knowledge as well. Um, this is a very interesting issue. We appreciate you uh, coming all the way here from the Inland Empire tonight to talk about it. Bill E. Saley, um, we appreciate your perspective you. and, um, and we welcome to have a, more conversations with more people as the whole nation sort of grapples with this issue going forward. Now that you have heard the bill's purpose, let me share the positions people are taking. These are the results from numerous discussions I had during the course of two weeks with approximately 70 to 80 individuals, both in group settings and one-on-one -on -one discussions. Choice one, which is side one, supports the bill and therefore supports parental rights. Proponents of the bill support the parents. Supporters believe parents should have knowledge about their children and their well-being. They understand coming to terms with one's sexual and lifestyle choice can be a confusing and difficult time, and parents should be aware of what may be occurring in their child's life. Furthermore, children, especially teenagers, have been known to have suicidal ideations during their time of confronting their identity. Choice two, which is side two, is a no vote for the bill in support of student rights to privacy. Opponents of the bill believe school is a safe space and violating the space by informing parents may cause the space to become unsafe. Furthermore, opponents hold firm to the belief that no one has a right to be informed about another person's sexuality, even parents as it relates to their child. Choice three which is side three, supports a compromise between the two. After speaking to several people about the bill, there was an overwhelming response of position two, siding with the students. However, after further discussion, I learned many people understood both sides of the bill. 
but the way the bill is currently written, most oppose it. Those who participated in the discussion suggested the following changes. Number one, include age categories within the bill rather than including all students grades K through 12. For example, grades K through eight can be included in the bill whereas grades 9 through 12 should be excluded from the bill, giving them privacy as they sort out their sexuality. Number two, for grades K through 8, students can be given an appointment to speak with a counselor or a teacher if any signs are demonstrated that might indicate they are transgender. Number three, after the students speak to a counselor or teacher, if the school personnel believes further action is warranted, then parents can be informed. This will cause the 72-hour rule to be eliminated from the bill as each case is unique and the amount of time to conduct a proper assessment may take an undetermined amount of time. Although it was reported that some school districts were in support of the bill as it was written, the bill did not pass as I stated earlier. However, it is my belief that the bill will resurface again. If the three items I mentioned and possibly other considerations are made, the bill will most likely appear again. I'm interested in seeing how this will play out. How about you? While we wait for Assembly Bill 1314 to come back around again, if it does, send me your feedback. I'd like to hear your thoughts reach out to me. I'll be looking for your feedback. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dr. C's Tidbits. Continue to tune in each week for another discussion on an interesting topic. May God bless you continuously. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Dr. C's Tidbits, a production of CLF Publishing Collaborative. Share this podcast with friends and family, giving others an opportunity to be enlightened. This podcast is available via Amazon Music, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and other podcast platforms. Tune in next week for another episode of Dr. C's Tidbits.